Hi, welcome to episode six of Hello Church, and we are excited about the topic we're going to be discussing today. Uh, it's one that I found to be incredibly interesting, if not just for the observations alone. Yeah, so the question is, how long should your sermon be? Should you preach short like a TED Talk? Should you preach mm -hmm. long? What is the right length? And to be honest, we've taken a look and we've analyzed the average length of many, many well-known preachers, and you may be surprised at the average length of the, the their sermons. So yeah, let's dive right in. Yeah. Before we do that, though, I want to encourage everyone to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, if you've not subscribed, go ahead and do that. Maybe you listen to your podcasts on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe through there. If you do view us on YouTube, you can always comment below with some thoughts and subscribe yeah. to our YouTube channel. How long channel. do you preach? What is your average <laughs> sermon like? Yeah, yeah. And some of you, uh, you might have to go back and watch some videos or podcasts, but that's a great thing to do is to observe uh, how long you've preached. So, uh, Justin, you've kind of compiled a list of some well-known preachers today of just kind of all different varieties. So this is sure. not necessarily one denomination, but a lot of different denominations yeah. and churches. And this is just kind of fun to look at and uh, observe. Uh, and so let's just kind of read through some of these. Sure. As we well, go and them. let me say this before I get into the list. Uh, you know, when TED Talks became all the rage, a lot of people were saying, hey, your sermons need to be you know, 17 minutes like a TED Talk. And I don't know if squeezing 30 minutes of content into a 13-minute presentation of the gospel is 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 helpful. On the flip side, I don't know if, you know, you, you didn't plan or you didn't prepare enough that week or maybe you were perhaps, you know, just tied up and all the other things going on, uh, leading and, and, and managing your church and ministry. I don't know if it's if it's really helpful either for you to take ten minutes worth of content and study and try to stretch it into a forty five minute sermon. Mm -hmm. um, that could be equally as uh, unfruitful, if you will, or unengaging for your or, or uninspiring for the congregation. So we did we took a look at very, a lot of well known preachers um, from all different types of denominations and churches, and we put together a lot of you you've probably heard of most of these preachers, and so we analyzed. Their sermons, mm -hmm. ten sermons from them, and we we averaged them out. And so I'm just gonna we're just gonna go through the list real quick. And you may be surprised at, at how long or how short some of these preachers are. So Mark Batterson, pastor of National Community Church in D.C., he preaches on average 36 minutes. Wow. Mark's a great communicator. We met Mark uh, yeah. uh, early on when we launched Ministry Pass, and I love his communication style. And he's he's in an area that's like highly affluent. You know, a lot of politicians, mm -hmm. a lot of people go to his church, and uh, I think that, I think it's really interesting that he preaches about thirty six minutes. Uh, Christine Kane uh, from Zoe Church Europe, she preaches on average forty four minutes. Forty four minutes. Matt Chandler at the Village Church, uh, he preaches on average for forty minutes. I, I was a little surprised. I guess I, I thought maybe he, he had preached longer, but I, th I, I would have thought he would have preached like closer to 55 or something mm -hmm. like that, but 40 minutes. Jeremy Foster from Hope City Church in, in Houston, our mm -hmm. area. Well, I mean, Houston's large, so it's about an hour away. Uh, if you're not familiar with Hope City Church, they're one of the fastest growing churches in the United States. It's exploding. I, that was it like three years ago. They had, um, or maybe three and a half years ago, when they launched, they had like 1,200 people on launch day, right? Which every church planner was like, wow, that's insane. And then like 
their second Easter, they filled up an arena or something crazy. They had like 19,000 people. It's, it's just wild. It's, it's insane. And uh, Jeremy Foster is a really interesting cat because he's like this this uh, cowboyish type of personality yeah. in this metro area. He's like wearing cowboy boots. And yet he's in this, you know, sort of hip area of Houston. And what's interesting about Jeremy Foster is he preaches 42 minutes, but you will laugh so hard. He His preaching style is very comedic. He adds in a lot of jokes and a lot of flavor, and you will laugh the entire time during sermon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard a few of his, and he's quite funny. Stephen Furtick, Elevation Church. Come on, somebody. He preaches 50 minutes, almost an hour. Wow. Uh, Derwin Gray at Transformation Church, he preaches 52 minutes. And then Craig Rochelle at Life Church preaches 37 minutes. This so is very, a little shorter. Yeah, compact. Uh, I wouldn't c- consider Craig Rochelle. I love Craig Rochelle's content. He, mm-hmm. He's awesome. His, his content is amazing. Leadership content is amazing. I don't know if he has as much flair as like a Stephen Furtick or a mm-hmm. Jamie Foster. So it makes sense that his time uh, average is a little is a little lower. And I love uh, Craig Rochelle. Pastor T.D. Jakes, the preacher to preachers, the preacher of preachers. He is at one hour and 17 minutes. And I don't even care. Yeah, the longest on the list. I don't even care. <laughs> Levi Lusco at Fresh Life Church, uh, 46 minutes. John Ortberg is 33 minutes. So he's one of the shorter ones on the list. The shorter ones on the list. Uh, him and Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley is also at 30, an average of yeah. 33 minutes. I love Andy Stanley. The practic- Just how simple and, and practical Andy Stanley's approach is to communication. And he doesn't try to, to like bite off... Um, you know, read the whole book, if you will, in one sermon. He really tries to, like, work people through, and that's what I appreciate about Andy Stanley's, uh, the way that he sequences his messages in his series. Yeah, you, you almost can't you almost can't just listen to one message yeah. from him and make kind of a pronouncement on that particular series. You kind of have to work through hey, the process. Hey, I, you know, Andy Stanley's messages are a little shorter, but he also leaves... it's almost like he doesn't resolve them until like the very end of the series. Mm -hmm. He does a really good job of, of leaving some of that tension in the room at the end of the message so that there's, you know, anticipation for the next one. Uh, Let's see here. Judah Smith, 45 minutes. And um, Michael Todd at Transformation Church is one hour, three minutes. Now now let me say this about uh, Pastor Mike Todd. He's on YouTube. He, he is, crushing it on youtube i just saw he, you know he's filming his messages streaming his entire sermon an hour-long sermon on youtube posting it you know it, in 2020 and it's getting like half a, a million views it's insane well i i haven't i haven't listened to him yet but um he's definitely uh making a ripple uh rick warren and i was a little surprised about this yeah uh, rick warren at saddlebrook saddleback church is uh, 52 minutes. So he's a little bit longer than I thought, I guess, because he's just kind of so laid back. I thought yeah. maybe his, his messages would be shorter, but they're I, 52. Rick, Rick Warren surprised me. I think it was one of the bigger surprises on this list that Rick Warren preaches on average 52 minutes. I would have thought it would have been like 35 minutes, mm-hmm. 33 minutes like Andy Stanley, because you're right. He has this real... Um, um, Practic- like his writing, The Purpose Driven Church, is just so like down to earth and practical. Mm-hmm. And you would think that that would translate to a sort of a, a, a sermon time like Andy Stanley. Mm-hmm. And it's not. He's just preaching a long time. Yeah. So whether you know these pastors or you're thinking of other pastors as we go through this list, I think what immediately comes to mind is that preaching 
interacts with our personality. So uh, I remember as I worked through some preaching classes, my professor, he would say preaching is a science and an art. So it's a science. There are certain rules that govern a good message, uh, just like certain rules govern a good speech. It's also an art. It's something that you have to do. It's something that you have to include personality into. And there are not always strict rules to a successful message. So it's a science and an art, and we see a lot of personality within these sermons. And so you're going to see a lot of variety uh, between many of these. And uh, I've not heard everyone on this list, but I think it's generally considered that these people are good communicators, whatever mm-hmm. you think about their theology. Great communicators. Great communicators. And so you have that variety between people who are great communicators who preach a long time, I say a long time, and people who preach, you know, 33 minutes. And so that's kind of just something to keep in mind as we work through this. Yeah. So our team, we read a book by Patrick Lencioni called Death by Meeting. And he talks about, you know, people hate going to meetings, right? You could go to a team meeting and just people loathe them. But why are people unwilling to sit in a 30-minute meeting, right? And they feel demoralized, you know, zaps their energy. They're bored within minutes, but they can go to a movie for two hours and be fully engaged. And, and it's, a, it's a, actually a really great book. If you've never read Death by Meeting, I would highly suggest it for you and your team. Uh, it really helped us and our team sort of, restructure how we approached meetings because you had different types of meetings but it also goes to show that you know a good movie makes you care about the characters pretty quickly mm-hmm. they make you care about you know what's at stake mm-hmm. what the motivations are of the character are and that sort of leans into the rest of the movie so you're engaged you want to see that resolution I, I do feel like andy stanley does a really great job at the beginning of his message and all of these communicators do at creating this tension on, uh, I think Andy Stanley said, adults learn on a need-to-know basis. And so if they don't need to know, then then there's no interest in it. So what he does is he works really hard at the beginning of his messages to uh, create tension that gets resolved or semi-resolved at the end of the message so people stay engaged the entire time. So I don't know if you are a you know a, a, a two-hour Avengers Endgame type of communicator, or you're a two-hour board meeting, whatever the case may be. Maybe uh, the answer to how long should your sermon be really depends on you and where you're at in mm-hmm. your skills and your experience and 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 your development as a communicator uh, to a large group of people. Yeah, and there are different types of ways to include this tension, right? There are uh, inductive sermons, deductive sermons. There are sermons where at the very beginning you say, hey, this is my main point, and then for the rest of the message, you help people understand or convince them of that main point by reading scripture. And then there are other messages where you pose a question and you actually don't fully answer that question until the very end. And so there are, there are ways to tell people what you're talking about, but still include that tension. So you might say, hey, this sermon is all about how God loves you. And you're stating it up front, and then the tension is, well, let me let me kind of convince you of that. Let's see where Scripture says. Uh, and then the other is, you know, hey, what do we think about God when we suffer? And that's a good question, and you work through that. So a lot of different ways to create tension. Uh, we want to kind of work through how some of these longer sermons work and principles that we've learned as we've studied preaching and talked to pastors And uh, I think the first point, it's very important, is um, 
people will listen as long as you're saying something meaningful. And that's how people can get away with longer messages is because they have something meaningful to say. And if you don't have something meaningful to say, you could ramble for however long and you're going to lose people almost immediately. I love what John MacArthur said. I have it down here. It says, if you have nothing worthwhile to say, even 20 minutes will seem like an eternity to your people. Hmm. And this goes back to T.D. Jakes preaching like almost an hour and a half long. If you've ever listened to a T.D. Jakes sermon, it's like an experience. There are moments in the T.D. Jakes sermon where you're going, oh, wow, that, that is that's a that's a new perspective. That's a new mm. paradigm shift. That that thought, that statement, or, or there's our tender moments in T.D. Jakes's message where they feel so intimate and he's speaking so soft. He's just a master of dynamics. And then there are those moments where you feel like you're an eagle with him, right? Mm. And you're soaring, and God has called you to higher things. Listening to a T.D. Jakes message is like going uh, on a ride in a theme park i feel like where it's yeah. just like ups and downs and he just does such a masterful job and he you know of course he's one of the greatest preachers of our day if not the greatest uh, communicator and so that's to say i have a really interesting lesson though for us not everyone is td jakes and so you need to be yourself maybe you're a more practical style and so that would lend itself to you know a sermon time like uh, andy stanley uh, yeah, i can tell you uh, one of the greatest lessons I learned as a communicator is early on in ministry, I love T.D. Jakes. He's my favorite preacher, him and Andy Stanley both. It's probably why I talk about them more than the others because I know them better. And he had this message, and I loved the concept of it so well. It was theatrical, and it was dramatic. And so I, I thought it would be a good idea to preach the same message the same way to our <laughs> student ministry. <laughs> and I can tell you. We already know where it's going. They were so confused and so lost. And I think everybody in the room was thankful when the message ended. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, it's TDJX. I can go longer, too. And um, I, I left frustrated. I think our students left that night confused. And our staff left wondering, like, what in the world has happened to Justin? Like, why did he change this? And so it was a great lesson for me to learn, like, I'm not T.D. Jakes. I shouldn't try to preach as long as T.D. Jakes. I shouldn't try to preach like T.D. Jakes. I should be myself, lean into those mm -hmm. uh, strengths, and, and just be comfortable in my own skin as a preacher. Oh, man, and, and just just... Looking at the different types of preachers, my favorite is is Tim Keller. He doesn't preach oh, as reg awesome. regularly. We should have had now. him on this list. Yeah, and, and I think he's about forty something minutes. Yeah. I think he's maybe maybe high thirties, and he has a very different communication style than some of these others on the list. He's more uh, laid back, yes. uh, but it just goes to show you you have to engage your personality. And if you look at story structure, so if you watch a movie you'll notice there's this continual upward climb to the climax of the film, the big moment, all is lost moment of the movie, and then the, this story kind of resolves itself. You'll also notice, though, that there are these kind of miniature climaxes within that. They're going up and going down. So when we talk about saying something meaningful, we don't mean that every sentence has to be uh, a phrase that people are going to write down and post on Facebook or put as a magnet on the refrigerator. Uh, there are going to be phrases like that, of course. Sure. But keeping in mind how you're building into the overall message and you can go down and you can really kind of dig into scripture and then you just, you pop back up with that, that inspiring word or that application that says, whoa, like now I get what scripture says. So that's 
incredibly important. Um, we also notice this too, that these pastors invite people to engage with them and each other. They ask questions, they tell relatable stories, and even solicit responses from their audience. I mean, we could just go to Jesus. Look at how he communicated uh, the kingdom of God. He took things that people knew in that agrarian society, and so he's like, okay, let me talk about seeds, let me talk about sheep, let me talk. He, he took things that they understood, and then he would elicit responses, and make people think. And sometimes he would even wait to give people the answer because he wanted to push them to try to find that answer themselves. You shared something with me a few years ago, and I think you should share it again. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot because this is in our notes, but about Herod, when Jesus mm-hmm. was, was sharing the story, was oh, it Herod yeah. of, the, of the mustard seed Yeah, and the implications of that idea? Yeah. Well, Jesus talks about moving um, a mountain and I believe it was uh, King Herod who was this incredible, I mean, he's, he's a very ruthless person, but he helped to rebuild the, the temple. Uh, he was a, an architect and he literally built uh, a mountaintop palace. The only problem was there wasn't a mountain in this area. And so he actually moved, had them move dirt, and he created this mountaintop palace. And so it's around the area where Jesus is talking about moving mountains. And so he's saying, like, your faith can move mountains. He's essentially uh, talking about the power diamond. Parallel there, yeah, he's yeah. drawing a parallel. He's saying, hey, this person uh, could, could move mountains. You can do greater things than that with me because I'm the true king, not Herod. I am. And when you're with me, you can do more things than the people who are with him. And so just just knowing that, that was probably an image that stuck in their mind forever. What if, what if he was even like that was behind him as he's teaching that, that parallel? That would have been amazing. It, it, it's, it's very possible that it was, that it was in the distance or, or nearby. And, and there's a reason why multiple gospels will refer to that because it's stuck in their mind you know, so much. And I, I think it's very important to do that. I know some people are like, well, illustrations and this and that. But Jesus, I mean, he showed us how we could take everyday objects and help people to understand God's word and point them back to uh, the word of God. So I think it's important that, that we do that and, um, and any way that we can and we relate it to people's lives. I mean, that's what we see with this group of people we're talking about. Uh, another reason why longer sermons can work is because they don't wonder hmm. and they are focused on their main points all of their illustrations and the passages and their ideas support that main point and then they you know they keep things interesting of course but mm-hmm. but not at the expense of clarity so um should your sermon be 45 minutes maybe uh, if you're not wondering if it's focused if it's powerful if it has dynamics uh then yeah Mm-hmm. Then, then it could be a great forty-five minute sermon that is really helpful and inspiring and engaging for your congregation. Yeah, and it, we we've got to focus on the main point and the main story of it. And uh, what I tell uh, pastors is, every passage of scripture is telling a story. So you've of course got the narrative sections of the Bible, but then in addition, you also have the Pauline epistles, and those tell a story of mm-hmm. a man who's strengthening churches so understand that story and we're as a as a uh, group here we're working through malcolm gladwell's the tipping point and he talks about uh children's television in the book in one of the chapters and he mentions that you know we tend to think that kids stay engaged with uh fat big colors and and lots of cuts and that's what 
keeps kids focused. Uh, and they did this experiment and uh, they would put kids in a room and put toys in a room and they would turn on a, a children's television program and see how long the kids were st- staying engaged and then when they would play with with toys. And they found that kids wouldn't just look away when when the story slowed down or when there weren't as many fast cuts. They would look away when the narrative became fuzzy. And so they could watch a show with less cuts, even with less color, because that narrative made sense. And I think that's for us as well, that we might not be the flashiest of people, uh, the flashiest of preachers, but if we can make sense, we can focus on the main point, the big idea, the story, that even sometimes when we're not kind of going up and down, people stay engaged because they understand where we're headed logically. And when you're reading a novel, when you're watching a movie, what happens when when you turn away from a movie? Usually it's because you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. right? And so that's something really important that we have to understand as pastors and preachers. So the answer to the question, how long should your sermon be? It, it should really be... Uh, what works with your strengths. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that you can't continue to develop and improve as a communicator. I can tell you guys this, I never considered myself a naturally uh, gifted speaker. I had to work really, really hard mm-hmm. uh, in my preparation and my practice in my presentation. And I really landed around like 35 to 37 minutes. I really found was like a great sweet. When, mm-hmm. I, put in, when I put in the time and I put in the practice, 35 to 37 minutes was a really great spot for me. And I learned that I'm not T.D. Jakes, and I never will be T.D. Jakes. And I'm not a Matt Chandler, and I will never be a Matt Chandler. I have to do what suits my skill set and the giftings that God has given me and the the things that I've worked on. Um, I have to lean into that. And and that, for me, is going to be an ideal sermon length, not necessarily what Judah Smith does or what Christine Kane does or what Timothy Keller does. But, but what has what God sort of equipped me for? So Yeah, and we can learn from these individuals and kind of learn where we're going. Some people, we, we were too short because we didn't prepare, and mm-hmm. many of us were too, too long, long because we didn't, we didn't prepare. prepare. You know, we, we, Way we, too long. We ramble. We don't know how to, to land the plane, and so we really need to assess where we're at, and hopefully you have those people uh, in your church and in your life, or maybe outside your church, you can send them a recording and say, "Hey, give me some, give me some honest feedback, so you can continue to grow." And uh, I think that could be a huge help for for people who are trying to get better every single week. Because what we do here's the deal: if I'm a baseball player, right, I'm practicing to get better. If I'm a pastor, I'm telling people what they should believe about God. Yeah, like I'm I'm saying, here's what the Bible says. We we that need is a to, big responsibility. It's a big responsibility. So if we're going to try to get stronger for this task or this task or this task, we need to be continually developing that because we want to be responsible with that. So always be you know always be growing uh, because that's a that's an incredible task that's placed on us. Hey, if you like this episode, first of all, we'd love to hear out of the list that we shared, uh, if they've impacted you and your preaching style or uh, you've learned a lot from them as communicators, let us know below uh, in the comments or tweet us or you know comment on Instagram. Or uh, what I'm really intrigued more than that is what is the average time that you preach when you, uh, you know, if you took the last five sermons and you average that time out, what is that time and what observations are uh, insights do you glean from that when you look at that and go oh man I preach this amount uh, whatever the case may be I'd love to hear from you guys but yeah this is episode 6 of Hello Church and uh, if you'd like to k- hear more it's really easy uh, we are producing these every week 
and you can subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts or if you're on YouTube you can subscribe and turn on the notifications so you don't miss an episode and we are working hard and we're excited about the next few episodes coming up so you're going to want to check those out yeah we'll see you guys next time